This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to Bagging It with Balnor. I'm Balnor. I don't have a canonical last name, but I'm here with the Morning Zoo <laughs> 2 crew. I'm sure we'll be able to find your last name on yeah. our feet during this. You know, we've 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 tried and uh, it hasn't come up yet. Uh, I'll we... keep a pointed ear out for it. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate hey, I, it. I made my name up. You can just do that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, speaking of made up names, we got the Morning Zoo 2 crew here. We got Hard One Woo-hoo. Shorefoot. What's up, party boy? Uh, uh, chilling, man. Hanging. Oh, fuck. Um. Wow. You dropped, you dropped the ball. We got a I wasn't party ready. girl. Party girl, Moonshot Saibin. Hey, y'all. Yeah, I am partying. I'm about three deep. Nice. All right. Get it. Oh, nice. that was really cool and chill. Introduce me again, quickly. I'm going to do... <laughs> So sorry, uh, this is uh, live, as we all know, but uh, we nah, do got... give him another chance. All right. right. One more chance. One more. We've got the party boy, Hard One Surefoot. That's what's up. I'm just chilling. I'm three deep at this point. <laughs> well, that's literally see. the exact same well, thing redundant, that Moonshine you know. said. Will I get introduced before Moonshine? <laughs> Are you suggesting I splice you in beforehand and I cut out Moonshine's original joke so that you can look good? Look, I'm not going to get into your editing, your post-process. I'm just telling you what I think the fans would like to hear. Thanks. Right. Okay. Say uh, that's what the fans would like to hear. The hard one heads. The hard heads out there. Wow, the hard heads. Uh, the sh- hard shout out to the hard heads. Um, unfortunately, uh, we have out. spent so much time introducing hard one, we unfortunately don't have enough time to introduce Beverly this week. So, oh. Bev, if you could just make it super, super quick, because we're on a time frame. Yeah. Beverly Toe. That's all there, I need. All right, that's good. <laughs> wow, Appreciate that was gold. It. Thank the guy, you. Right? The, kid's, the kid's a pro. The kid's a pro. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, so um, you know we all are recording remotely today, obviously after the uh, pestilence pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, you know, as you all know, the horsemen of uh, pestilence did trick Bev into bringing a cursed sword to Gladeholm. Then Erdan banished the sword. Uh, it could have happened to anyone. I would it could say. happen. 
It could happen to anyone. Um, and it turns out uh, Erdan actually banished it to a crowded uh, Ruby Tuesdays. Um, oh, so, so this, you know, yeah. so this is actually kind of on Erdan. It's a little really, bit on, you know, I know that these times are not about casting blame. Not to, but... not to, you know, point the finger at Erdan. And in Erdan's defense, uh-huh. the Ruby Tuesdays was in a uh, demiplane, like uh-huh. a prison demiplane that the Ruby Tuesdays got on the cheap. Was it, wait, was it a prison Ruby Tuesdays? Uh, no, it was just a regular <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays in a prison gem. Yeah, a prison yeah, Ruby. It's... Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the most popular Ruby Tuesdays, it's kind of a destination Tuesdays. People <laughs> like to go there because, you know, you can look out into like the kind of Ruby abyss because uh, it is actually in a it's in a prison gym. It's a Ruby Tuesdays inside yeah, of a Ruby. Precisely. Yeah, it's a Ruby Ruby Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went there last Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, what? You, you it did? was a Ruby Ruby Tuesdays that I went to. I went there last last Tuesday and I got the Ruben at Ruby Tuesdays. So, oh. oh, it was Ruby so, Ruby Tuesdays. Hard one. Tuesdays. You are sort of patient zero here who brought it to Glade home. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> it's what it kind of sounds like. Okay, again, I this really is... do not feel comfortable uh, placing blame, but I do feel as though Hard One has made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not let's not place blame on anybody, especially not the guy that had a Ruben at Ruby Tuesdays, shook a lot of hands on his way out. <laughs> Ruby, Ruby Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Rubens. Uh, but yeah, anybody got anyway, guys. Um, uh, we want to stop the spread of pestilence. We so uh, we everybody, do. everybody, stay safe out there. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? Mm. Uh, let, let's let's get into our show. Uh, okay. This is going to be a shout out to the news crew. Uh, mm. uh, gang, despite the government ordinance to stop the spread of pestilence uh-huh. and the worldwide apocalypse, the 23rd okay. annual Green Teen Jamboree is apparently <gasps> still on. Uh, yeah, oh, it's happening, a lot baby. Of yeah. Stories yes. of Green Teens Scout, at the Jamboree. Scoutmaster Danny Pebblepot uh, tells the Newswire that the Green Teens will be participating in activities like crocheting in their unventilated. <laughs> Arts and crafts room. Uh, they're gonna, there's going to be group unventilated. Team. <laughs> unventilated. Uh, there's going to be. Why was that specified? I, I don't. I don't. It's, it sounds extra dangerous. Uh, there's going to be group wrestling, not just individual wrestling, okay. but just that's a lot of, of contact wrestling each other at the same time. Also in the unventilated arts and crafts room. Uh, and then there's going to be something called a team pie eating contest, which okay. I guess is when a whole team works works together to eat a pie. I had to be That's honest, isn't amazing. that every single pie usually? Uh, uh, well, it's not usually a pie. Usually a pie. Usually oh, well, you would cut a pie and serve it, yeah. I can see your confusion, but this is, you're not allowed to use your hands. You just have to get in there with your mouth. I that see. Your hands are tied behind your back uh, using the potholders and the various things we've made uh, in the in unventilated the tent. Unvent- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is essentially a bunch of green teens making out uh, mm-hmm. in a uh, a prison, essentially. Y'all green teens just need to get a timeout sack and just work it out the regular way because I feel Who like needs y'all a invent sack all when these, you got a communal pie? Yeah, all these sort of like Pelor-blessed ways to touch each other, but y'all should just be able to do it. <laughs> it is true. A lot of the green teen activities do revolve around uh, finding just ways to touch uh, <laughs> without your scoutmasters catching on. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a little further down here. Um, there's obviously um, Scoutmaster Denny's under a lot of political pressure here to cancel, um, but he insists that um, the Pebble Pots uh, mm-hmm. don't really get sick. They're just kind of good carriers, is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. That really tracks. Absolutely, yeah. He's, he's very good at taking uh, something from one place to another and getting it in a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, he's good know. at loosing something into the wild. <laughs> it feels pretty socially irresponsible. Should we call him? Yeah, I, th- I actually think you know what's funny is I actually do have him on my speaking stone because he was a uh, he was calling me about donations to the Green Teens for a while. <laughs> don't but, yeah, yeah. Don't, they don't those don't go directly to the Green Teens. Actually, the the Pebble Pots take a little bit off the top. I heard. Okay, yeah. shoot. All right. Damn, I gave a, I gave a lot of brown <laughs> brown leaves to the Green Teens. Uh, you know what, uh, Moonshine? Why don't you go ahead and get uh, Danny on the horn? We'll uh, okay. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on. Currently, with him. I have him as possible spam do not answer but i will i'll call him okay mm-hmm. cool <clears throat> get him on hey gang hey denny oh hey sorry Hi. let me put this down we're actually in the middle of the group pie eating contest <laughs> oh, shit, we're too late. Up, stay back guys okay denny <laughs> <laughs> denny uh this is the two crew here and we want we really want you to just Call off the jamboree. Oh, that's it's, the thing, though, is that everybody already bought tickets, and if I were to cancel, I'd have to give everybody their money back. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're, you're, this is the, it's the green team quarantine now, okay? Don't <laughs> let anyone quarantine? out. I, I just hate to say it, but I really think that we need to cancel this jamboree as well, Denny. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I'm wondering if there is some sort of infrastructure within Bohemia in which we can just cancel Denny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is the second, the second group event in a row where you've, I, I, I want to say, actively tried to murder teenagers. Well, you know what? It's, it's not about actively trying to murder them. It's just it's, kind of turning a blind eye to danger. Yeah, but it's, it, oh it man, it's, it's so passive that it turns active. You almost yeah. have to, you have to intentionally do nothing. You know, I, and I wouldn't be able to work with green teens had all of the green teens, you know, the leadership not have gotten shipped off to the Fey Wild, uh, you know, back a, a few months ago. But uh, I've, I've sort of gotten to reestablish mm. the green teens myself. So oh. I'm head, head scoutmaster in a way. And uh, wow. Can I mute him real quick and just say, or mute ourselves and say, see, y'all, this is, these are the kind of mistakes that we are making mm. <laughs> that we are not realizing. <laughs> We're installing pup, puppet scoutmasters. <laughs> Come on, everybody, get in on those pies. Get nice and close. You got to get all the crumbs. Moonshine, do you think you could maybe uh, send an animal messenger or like some of Papa's friends to go eat up all those pies? I think possums are immune. Or just eat Denny. You know what? I'm actually going to summon a flock of vultures to go steal the pies from the green teens. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. Oh, there's a bunch of birds that are just climbing in under the door because there's no windows in here. Ah, 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 They're everywhere. They're eating the pies. They're pecking my face. Be kind to the birds. Be kind to the birds. They're my brothers. Everyone huddle together. Everyone huddle together. (laughs) Nobody heal Denny. Everybody do not touch hands Denny. Let's let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and hang up on Denny. I think we just need to tactical bomb Moonstone at this point. Yeah. Wow, Balmer, you barely said a word to Denny. I don't know why you were so quiet. Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I personally I don't have as much of a his, I don't have as much of a history with him. I kind of fe- see you guys as like the field reporters. Oh, <laughs> ain't that something? We got a promotion. Yeah, you oh, know what? Uh, speaking of um, field reporters, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, 
pebble pots and whatnot, why don't we move on to gem gems with Pendergreens? Uh, Pendergreens has Love some tips section. on uh, how to stay fit uh, while you're all practicing oh, social cause, distancing. Because Pendergreens is the original social oh, distancer. The original social distancer, not necessarily <laughs> um, voluntary, just sort of a personality yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. uh, being on quarantine, I. Uh, of course, stopped by the, uh, you know, right before all this went down, when I started to, like, uh, find out everything was going bad, I stopped by the GameStop to kind of stock up on games. Uh-huh. And, you know, as sure. you know, I have already beaten uh, most of the games that I have on PS4. So I traded yeah. in my PS4 uh, and my vast oh. library of games uh-huh. uh, to get a, a cool $9. Uh, it's so selfless and then, of you. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, with that $9, I then paid uh, an imp to uh, oh. bring in a broken Bowflex uh, off the <laughs> sidewalk that uh, my neighbor had thrown away. I hope you windex uh, that thing down, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, it was a while. This was on uh, Monday, so I think I'm okay. Okay, uh, all right. Anyway, so uh, here, uh, I've pretty much been freaking out on that thing for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the past few days now, <laughs> just uh, burning calories, getting sweaty, getting Ain't freaked out. Ain't that a picture? Yeah. Ain't that a sight for sore eyes? The idea of <laughs> Bender Green's freaking out on a boat. You know, here's the thing. If you are, uh, you know, going to find your own Bowflex, you kind of have to go out, yeah. which, you mm. know, uh, mm. is not recommended. You yeah. don't want to have contact with other people. Much more responsible Look. to steal someone else's yeah, trash well, and make know, it into an exercise right, right, vehicle. Right, right, right. So here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, you're going to go, <laughs> you're going to pick up a phone book, right? Uh-huh. You're going to go through, you're going to go name by name uh-huh. asking um, if the person owns a Bowflex. Now, uh-huh. Okay, sorry. Is this this is a yeah. this is a, a segment on on how to this get a, a Bowflex or how to use the Bowflex. I thought this, this was workout. This is a workout. I thought we were doing. Yeah. I thought we were learning workouts. I believe it's a self quarantine yeah, advice guide, but it does appear well, to Bowflex be very Bowflex. Bowflex is an all in one home workout system. So I know. Well, I, I know what a Bowflex is, right, but is I resent the implication. Is there a reason you're being a knob right now? You got those muscles from a Bowflex? You got that from resistance training? I'm a little upset that Balnor didn't call me for a workout segment is all. <laughs> this is what he wanted to do, man. What do you what do you want? I didn't know it was an option. You could have called me, uh, Balnor. I'm sorry, do you know a better way to get a ball flex? <laughs> then looking in the phone if book you're... one name at a time, sure. <laughs> well, I was gonna get to go that. to a go to a tavern gonna... and ask around oh, if anyone okay. has a ball flex. Ask around during a quarantine. Is that what we're saying? Is that what we're saying? Okay. Sure okay. Well no. Uh-huh. No. no, I didn't think so. All no. right, so let me finish. All right, okay. y'all, the tension, yeah. the tension needs to chill, okay? Uh, I've, I've been Stand freaking out of the all day. I'm just pouring out testosterone right now. <laughs> I'm sweaty, I'm injured, and I'm excited. Look, injured. I think we're, we're all a little testy. We all yeah. need a hug, but we're not allowed to do yeah. it. Oh, no, yeah. okay. Anyway, here's the snag. 99.9% of the people that you talk to in the phone book are not going to own a Bowflex. Okay. And of that 0.1%, um, 99.9% of those people did not throw out a Bowflex today. Can, so, I, can I ask yeah. you, have you considered, I mean, you're in hell. It's right. littered with real, like, dope metal aesthetic. Have you considered making a bone flex, essentially a bow flex out of bones? That rules. That fucking rules, Moonshine. <laughs> I, was, I was actually really going to say Yeah, that, I'm kind of mad um, he didn't do that. That fucking owns. 
Well, I want to let everybody know that you can build your own Bowflex, okay? So if we're You're really... letting everyone know. It sounds like Moonshine just let you know <laughs> for the first time. You're not listening to the segment. Is uh, is. It's kind it just of seems a, like a no-brainer. There's just bones everywhere on the ground. I don't know why everybody's being a knob here. I'm sorry. <laughs> is everyone else? Because kind of the nicest guy here is the king of hell. Or is there, where are you guys from? I just want to know. Do you guys All own right. a Bowflex? You're is right, you're right. here own a Bowflex? Are you looking you know, for another one? mince words. No. Uh, Pendergreens, I want to know, how how is your Bowflex workout? What's your routine? What do you do? Yeah. All right, so I basically just like tie a rope to uh, like my ankles and then my wrists uh, and then my elbows uh, and then I just freak out. I just do like uh, I do so arm wait. hangs. I do ankle raises. I do hip loops. I do neck hip jumps. Loops? Uh, um, can I just real quick? <laughs> hip loops, yeah. Can I just real yeah. quick uh, specify something? You said tie a rope. Right. Is your Bowflex made of like twiny rope? Oh, it's broken. It's uh, <laughs> the thing is, is somebody throws out a Bowflex, it's gonna be um, heavily broken. Nobody, those things cost. Uh, That's a broke away. flex. That's a rope flex. Do you yeah. think that a bow flex is when you just tie a rope to your body so it looks like you yourself are a bow? No, so, uh, well, uh, the thing is, is that, uh, okay, so a bow flex, you really got to break it down, right? You got the bow and you got the flex, and the flex <laughs> is you, right? So, a bow flex is a bunch of bows tied together on a chair. So even if somebody has not thrown out a Bowflex in your neighborhood, <laughs> you can build your own Bowflex out of chairs and <laughs> 6 to 13 bows. You don't so, even need any arrows. What I'm getting here is that yeah. if you don't have a Bowflex, you should pay an imp $9 to go uh, get you a bunch of rope. Well, first got to trade in your PS4 and all your games. <laughs> Okay, see, this feels like a really personal workout plan because yeah. this is still a workout plan. Am I, am right, I no, reading you gotta, this correctly? Again, we got uh, ankle raises, we got hand <laughs> raises, loops. we got hip loops, we got <laughs> neck jumps, we got hand warmers, <laughs> neck, We're, jumps. neck jumps. We're doing all yeah. of them. Do you yeah. do any? Uh, do you do any delt jiggles? Uh, every once in a while, I'll get to a, a delt jiggle or two. I invented the the delt jiggle. <laughs> Did you, Hard One? Is that what you do every morning, Hard One? You've seen me. <laughs> I only have to transfer f between four and nine hours, so sometimes when I have a light trance, I'll wake Rest up and delt jiggle. The rest of the time, jiggle. you're just jiggling, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you shake the entire airship sometimes with those jiggles. You get really <laughs> agitated. I'll tell you what, Pendergreens, yeah. you're such a better guy than Scoutmaster Denny. That's all. <laughs> I'm just a guy trying to make it work with the Bowflex. And... <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, that right. Honestly, that was you poetry. I'm going to go tie myself to that thing and freak out. <laughs> go freak out. Oh, I can't have so much glass shattering. <laughs> I kind of wow. wish we didn't hear the last part. Do you guys Do you guys think he's out? Do we need to send somebody down there? Or? I mean, honestly, he sounds like he's in better shape than last time we talked to him yeah, on Bag yeah. He sounded like he had a little bit of a zest for life. Yeah. Like his Bowflex kind of, you know. Anything I, to resist the lure of the tainted Hellfire Crown. And if it takes a Bowflex to do that, then it takes a Bowflex to do that. Yeah. 
Moonshine, I do think you should send a couple vultures to check on him, though. Mm. Okay, I summon more vultures instead. All right. Why don't we send the vultures along? Vultures. Maybe, maybe you can send some of that pie that they were eating at the jamboree down to Pendergrass. No, probably that pie is no, contaminated. We, we don't want to give. We don't want to give. Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad. I figured yeah. he'd be immune, but I don't know. Yeah, now that he, I think about it, be. I was I was eating a bunch of pie at Ruby Tuesdays. Okay. <laughs> One. <laughs> Ruby Ruby Tuesdays, of course. Ruby Ruby Tuesday Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesday T W O S D A Y S. You know what? Speaking of tips, uh, uh, Moonshine, uh, why don't we head over to your corner here? Oh, uh, you yeah. Got, you got some cooking tips for yeah. us, uh, do you not? Uh, co- um, I d- well, I do have some cooking tips, but I also have some uh, dispatches from the time outside. Which oh, are, right. You know, during these times in which we are all self quarantining, a lot of, um, a lot of, folks are ashamed to sort of ask like hey i have a little relationship problem who do i ask it feels selfish to ask about it so time out sack has been overflowing with questions so all right yeah if y'all don't mind fielding some questions very first one <clears throat> hello to crew i can't tell if my girlfriend is social distancing or breaking up with me how can i tell the difference sincerely bayless in bohemia wow I have a decent amount of experience with relationships. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll let Beverly go first. <laughs> the sixteen, and then I'll clean right. up. I'll clean up the mess. Yeah. Uh, when he's when he's done. Um, as you guys know, I've I've uh, been with many many women. <clears throat> Thirty four. Um, Thirty four. Wow. <laughs> Were you on a date at the Ruby Tuesdays? <laughs> I oh, was yeah. Were uh, you? I, well, no, I was on the prowl. I went stag. You don't have to <laughs> Oh, stag to the you Tuesdays. Went to, you went stag to a Ruby Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did Solo you use that dolo. pickup line? Did you use that pickup line you were asked, telling me about where you said like how about we make this Ruby Wednesdays or Ruby Tuesdays? Ooh. Uh, yeah, I well, I was going to, uh, but then I, I did, I, I was, I was getting, I was trying to get drunk enough to get the courage <laughs> to say it to someone, uh, and I ended up passing out in a pie, and I woke up the next day and I went home. <laughs> oh. This isn't a pickup line, but when you go on the prowl at Ruby Tuesdays, you should call it Ruby Cruise Days. <laughs> Absolutely, I think we should just. I went to Ruby right Cruise Days. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, I got um, Hey Balnor, Moonshine, Paw Paw, Beverly, and the fourth guy. Um, I've been dutifully self quarantining, <laughs> but I just started chatting with a new person on my speaking stone. Things are getting serious, but we've never met. How do I know if this is a real deal or we are just grasping for companionship? You know, I I, I think um, that this is kind of a, a social experiment a, a, akin to um, Bahumia's favorite reality show, Love is Blind. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh! Love has the blinded effect. Yes, Lo- love has the blinded wow. effect. Right? How could I get that wrong? Um, <laughs> and I, I think, if anything, this is sort of a beautiful time to fall <gasps> in love. Is it not? <gasps> that is so beautiful. When, are, are we? Are we not all always starving for partnership? That's mm-hmm. true, and this is the only time we get to be honest about that. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Beautiful. I think that you'll know. You'll know if it's real. You don't need a scry spell to know if love is in your heart. Yeah. That's just a little something from the Green Teen Handbook. There's a weird section about romance in there. I don't understand why, but it's um, in there. You got you to gotta teach him early. Hard one. Um, <laughs> we know you've kind of had the most experience out of anyone here. Oh, thanks. Uh, sort of in all of your relationships, you know, yeah. uh-huh. from a sort of, of just like the quick 
hookup type, you know, uh, yeah, to sometimes, like the sort of long-term ones? What would you, Sometimes uh, what would it's you a say? fling, sometimes it's a thing. That's what they say. <laughs> um, really? <laughs> yeah. Bev read that on a pillow, too. <laughs> Actually, yeah. a hard one. You might really have a lot of experience with this one. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, bo- hey, boobs. My my wife is a high elf, and I'm a crick elf. And ever since quarantine, we've been on really different pages. For example, she wants to get down and dirty all the time, and I'm usually a dirty fella. But all this germ talk has dumped a bucket of ice down my pants. If you catch my meaning, how do I turn down Spirilla without making her feel bad? Thanks, y'all. Anonymously yours, Cooter. Oh, right. well, I he just honestly, I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> I've never had experience with being turned down, but I think there's been see, times. Wait, a hard one. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to, like, call you out here, or put you on blast here or anything. Mm. But we we have seen you sort of approach people um, sort of in a, a way no. that you are trying to initiate sort of a romantic encounter and they kind of shoot it down just a number of trisses yeah well i think uh, that's that's shay. because yeah no no i mean well you know you can't uh, fault him for shay i mean shay had standards that no one could achieve right it really you could know? be anything like, you know they're tired they're not in the mood they have something else going on <laughs> but that's not on me is all i'm saying so i've never it, been that doesn't count as i protection. haven't been turned down yes i've yes. tried to hit on someone who was feeling uh who had like a stomach thing and had to leave quickly <laughs> to go out with this other guy but right. that doesn't. That's not. They, they uh, had to. They only said yes to the other guy because that guy had tums and you didn't have tums on you. Yeah, that guy was wow. probably taking them to the doctor. That's really it's so strange for such a player to be so unlucky in love. <laughs> uh, I have yeah, a, a potential suggestion, and it's something that I learned from from Hard One uh, and and the Trisses. Maybe they just need to uh, edge for the entirety of the quarantine. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes one thing that the boobs are good at doing is edging. I (laughs) will recommend that to Cooter. It's a little bit more of a cat and mouse thing. Yeah. 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 The give and the take. You know, Cooter Cooter's a little worried right now about the or sorry, the anonymous um uh, (laughs) the anonymous uh, Kringel who's who's, married to Ohio. uh, (laughs) who is not Cooter. Um is probably a little worried about the living embodiment of pestilence um going around and giving everybody a disease where their limbs fall off and whatnot. Who's not totally totally understandable. We can all relate. But Spirilla or whoever this partner is is clearly responding to the situation by having a revved up sexual right. engine, mm-hmm. considering they are feeling a lot of fear and probably trying to escape into their loins. Right, and I think you know if if you kick it back a little bit and you make uh, you, you make it about quantity over quality and just really get a lot of edging in, you know, quantity mm. over quality. <laughs> is that what I said? They, I meant the opposite of that. If there is one thing that we get the numbers up when it it's all, all it's all that matters over I, meant, quality. I meant the opposite of that <laughs> numbers yeah. emphasis on the numb that's how much mm. you want to be doing it <laughs> that's right because you don't want to feel anything <laughs> yep there's no flaws when you're all raw <laughs> um oh would you like would y'all like more yeah <laughs> okay you got uh, yeah, yeah, we got we got one last one from the uh, timeout sack. Hi, I'm a nannerfly who's been self-isolating in a breeding jar. I was wondering if it's safe for me to go to another nannerfly's breeding jar or how long I should wait before going to another nannerfly's breeding jar. Thanks all. I love the show. I'm always blasting it from my beats pill. Signed, a nannerfly. In parentheses, we don't have names. 
Right. Huh? My yeah, fear so is that, that uh, nanoflies, don't they, they eat each other after mating, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. Kind of it's best. very brutal. Yeah. yeah. In that case, the safest thing really is to stay in the jar. <laughs> and not, not, not because of any kind of pestilence, just to avoid mating with another nanorfly. Yeah. And get Because you'll be quickly eaten. devoured. Yeah. 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 It, I, I mean, it is kind of fun. Sometimes we throw down bets on who's going to eat who first. Because it's not like other insects will be like the, the female eats the male after breeding. Reading. Nanorfly mm. is just a competition to see who eats who. It's wow. a free for all. Yeah. I, I think this is actually revealing some failings uh, within <laughs> like the society and government in general, which is Ooh. the fact that there's just not enough jars for all the nanorflies out there. You know what? That is a really good call. That mm-hmm. is a really good call. And yep. we need we need more breeding jars for nanorflies. We, we need more these. breeding jars for nanorflies. <laughs> we should have been eat. making jars months ago. We gotta tell Mama this. Mama really should have been making jars. Mama and Bubbles really dropped the ball on this yeah. one. We should have been making breeding jars. Uh, you know what? Let's let's pepper in another uh, shout out to the news crew. We're gonna uh, cut back there. Um, uh, we got another news story here. Uh, an anonymous artist is amongst oh. those lost uh, in the destruction of Iron Deep <gasps> in the ruins of the dwarfenage amongst all of the small bunks there was a lone human-sized bed above which was a little cubby filled with thousands of drawings of new dwarf women uh there were so many that archaeologists have theorized that the artist must have been at it for hundreds of years uh right up to the moment of their death uh, the archaeologists uh, theorized that the artist would need to be around 300 years old to work up to that volume uh, <laughs> and to have lived through several cataclysmic events, citing a trembling hand on the artist's part. Now, we've actually uh, got a couple copies of this art uh, in the studio. Oh, yeah. Uh, should, no, 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 those should be preserved uh, under lock and key. Um, very, I like how they're very anime, which I was not expecting. The yeah, eyes they're really, are very, very yeah, big. Yeah, the proportions are very unrealistic, but in a very, mm. in a very fun way. And also, I do enjoy the attention to uh, beard detail, because mm-hmm. it, sometimes it seems as though the genitals are kind of phoned in and the focus is on the beard. Yeah, yeah. It's a almost lot like of hatching on there. Yeah, it's like yeah. somebody who has imagined what somebody would look like naked, but hasn't actually seen it. It's, <laughs> it's of, probably not that, Valnor. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's like they've seen so many beards, so they can draw those. But the the genitals still one of them literally the genitals are just question marks. Wow, <laughs> that one's obviously an abstract piece. I'm a, I'm a little bit of an art history major. I've I've never seen these before in my life. Uh. Um, <laughs> Clearly done by a talented hand. Um, yeah. Well, hard, hard one. Funny you should say that. The the archaeologists are actually saying that they're going to be able to do um, sort of uh, scry spells slash sort of like a locate object, locate creature spell. And they wow. think they're going to be able to track down this artist, kind of find I, look, their society, remains. Society is crumbling. We're living... We're living in a dystopian future. This feels like it should be an absolutely a, a low priority. No, I actually, I heard that a lot of wizards, apparently the artist, this unknown artist, did sign all of these, but then scratched them out in some sort of moment of shame or embarrassment. Or maybe which they is, didn't know how to write properly. It looked like they were oh, practicing. So the wizards are talking about doing sort of like a reverse illusory script to try to reveal the intended name. Mm. 
it's very important in these dark times to to have art as a source of light yeah. and inspiration, which is why I'm I'm pleased to announce that these are all going to be hanging uh, in Glade Home, uh, right? Okay. At the well, actually, I'm going to gather them up. I'll be taking them myself <laughs> to the wizards. <laughs> Because, as you said, art is important. So if we huh, can just even hand you, them even all over. Even as you over. pick them up, your hands are trembling just like, <laughs> huh, wow. huh, interesting. Yeah, I have a very steady a hand. Funny coincidence. <laughs> sure foot and a steady hand. <laughs> oh, this one has like a weird, um, it looks like some sort of like small fleshy boy being held in the arms of uh, of this beautiful dwarven woman. I it's kind of hard to make out who it could be, but it's not a dwarf. It's clearly a human of some sort. Yeah, I, do, how do you guys strange. Take a look at this? How huh. anachronistic. And this one's just a centaur, which is actually pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, this this one's rad. <laughs> I I think they all suck personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's either give them to the wizards or throw them away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hard one. Since you are such an art buff, um, you have. I am uh, a buff artist. You have or a buff <laughs> art guy that likes right. art that doesn't do art but appreciates fine art. You literally just <laughs> told us you were an art history <laughs> fan. <Right. laughs> I'm into I, art. I don't know how to do it, and I wouldn't paint anything. Did you had had you uh, prepped something for this? I had heard that you had. Uh, Oh, yes. Yeah, you were going on and on. You were so excited about something that you were... Oh, yeah. So I dictated um, a a short teleplay, a radio (laughs) drama, as it were, to Papa. Um, Oh, Papa, that's where you've been. Maybe there's a... So I've assigned everyone a part. Papa just handed me the script. Am Am I Beverly... You'll be you'll be moonshine. Uh, okay. There's also the part of a narrator. I don't know if you want to uh, speak with animals, Papa or Balnor. You oh, okay, do. yeah, I will. Yeah. I, can't, I can't speak with animals, but oh, that's Papa. Great. That's a great I idea. also polymorph him into a vulture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. But, hell yeah, Papa. Papa, you so so distinguished. Well, I am a vulture. <laughs> the play is called "The Monster in the Cave and the Hero: The Hero Who Fucking Killed It," a radio drama by Hard One Surefoot. Wow. Chills. Chills right. already. Uh, uh, awakened, Papa, why don't you go ahead and take it away? A tall, thick half-elf, <laughs> thicker than any man or dwarf you've ever seen, stalks through the forest. He's right joined by a thin but capable flower boy <laughs> and a fierce, large-bosomed elven woman. Also, there's another guy there. <laughs> Hark! We are looking for a fearsome beast that terrorizes a nearby village. Yes, we must defeat this monster. <laughs> he sounds like was a that? monster match. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Beverly, don't overact. <laughs> sorry. Beverly, stop trying to steal this from me. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The wimpy guy pipes up. Uh, I, I'm afraid I must be held like a baby post haste. Oh, come on, hard one. <laughs> no, you come on. Come on, Balnor. We have to enter the beast's lair and fight it like heroes. <laughs> I myself am game. Ooh, Bev's improvising. That was nuts touch, Bev. <laughs> Easy does it, Bev. <laughs> uh, Felt right in the I'm, moment. I'm I'm certainly not. I'm very scared. <laughs> I'm going in. If you do, I'll cry. <laughs> Fine. I'll have to go it alone. Huh. Didn't really see how that fall. Okay. Oh, rock on, you jacked stallion. Oh, Thanks, Moonshine. Prithy, that's one brave guy, muscular as well, and a hairline that will not quit. I Beth, think was... I pissed myself. <laughs> Inside the cave, 
hard one battles the beast. Yeah! Bam! Za! Be gone! Roar. Was that the beast? I have shit my pants. Balnor, sell it a little bit, please. All right. To... Was that the beast? I have shit my pants. There you go. As a river of breezy shit spills from the elder halfling's trousers, Hard One Shorefoot emerges holding the head of the monster. He's victorious. I have killed the thing. Huzzay! Huzzay, good sir! Huzzay, good sir! Even its dead severed head gives me the willies. I indeed poop myself yet again. A beautiful tree woman emerges. Oh, Moonshine, will you play the part of Tr- of Triss? Yeah, I will. I actually know a thing or two about Triss, so I can get into this character really You got this, Moonshine. I saw the whole thing. You're my hero, hard one. <laughs> me? I just did what any super shredded guy would do. <laughs> Kiss me, French style. Right now? Kiss, Kiss her, you, you fool. fool! Here goes nothing. <laughs> Hard one and Triss make out. Then they get married. The end. Wow. wow. Thank you. Really, really good. Bravo. Uh, Bravo. Can we have a quick talk back with the uh, with the with the author, Hard One? Um, yeah, I'm around for a Q and A for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm curious about. I thought it was a really interesting choice to have the main character uh, uh, say, "Here goes nothing" before kissing a woman. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess uh, I'm curious what you're hoping to convey with that because, you know, me, that reads as like, oh, I've never kissed uh, someone before. <laughs> and I think I, I hear that thought and I, and I, and I would say that I wrote it that way to let in folks who haven't kissed a woman before to say that I it's like okay. Because wow. you know, know what? Everyone's priorities yes. are different. Not everyone's mm-hmm. trying to go out and kiss all the time. You know, Obviously, that's great. Yeah. No, I know that I, Like, if you're going to kiss a woman, you wouldn't say, here goes nothing. You would say... <laughs> Uh, incoming, babe, or something you, along. You could just—you probably just wouldn't say anything. Well, you'd have to say something. You'd have I mean, to say something, Palnor. Yeah, I, I would say every relationship I've ever had, uh, every single kiss is preceded by incoming. <laughs> yes. It's sort of—it's sort of like a—it's almost a nice way to get consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like a warning. Here I come. Something like that. <laughs> Rocky like a hurricane. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to be honest. I, I found this story to be a little self-serving. Um, oh, you, Balnor, that's true. I agree with Bev. You got all the good lines. It's true, yeah. <laughs> and you're like the you comic really relief. Cool... That's so fun. I would have loved to see like Bev take on that role. Bev, it wasn't I an feel attack. like could have really killed that role. I think you had, you had a really interesting arc that I felt like was true to life. Because <laughs> when it started, you were afraid. And by the end, you would shit yourself twice. So that's kind now, of like an interesting narrative. Which, like, what is shitting oneself if not the catharsis of fear? I feel... Um, Moonshine gets it. This it's uh, really yeah. you're a film right. critic. You're, you're starting you're starting to win me over. <laughs> Hard one. I, I really did like how uh, you did the uh, narrative mirroring of uh, Balnor shitting himself and then shitting himself again later on. That's true. Mm-hmm. It does bring up the idea of symmetry, which mm-hmm. it was a motif that I noticed because, like for example, a lot of words were repeated. <laughs> yes, that was intentional, and I thank you yeah. for noticing. Yeah, at one, at one point you say, "I killed the thing." <laughs> And just, <laughs> if I were to give you any notes or anything, <laughs> and, I well, would I'm, say it. And I'd like to, just, this was a polished final, so I'm not really oh. accepting feedback It's just feedback a, a beautiful at this point. garden of words and vocabulary. I did enjoy calling it 
calling it the thing it was sort of uh for me as a listener and also as an actor you know as performed, I, by the way I you crushed it i, I applaud you your so. performance I was, honestly was i was following bev's lead in constrained <laughs> subdued uh, um a beautiful beautiful I, beautiful rendition I, feel like I she, thought it was i thought it was a beautiful move to call the monster the thing as if to say you are not so powerful after mm, all i found it to power. be subversive mm-hmm. and what is art without subversion you know what's the point of it otherwise if you're not subversive something mm-hmm. gets and it. i like how you were vague there but then very specific about how you wanted to be kissed which was french style well yeah sometimes you have to spell things out it's a radio drama it's so you know yeah. a kiss might not sound as hot as it as mm. it is i was kind of surprised when the trish though. showed up because the, <laughs> there weren't any dryads in it at first it wasn't even kind of clear yeah. where this was it mm-hmm. was it was a little duis ex machina, but I think that was an intention because yeah. Sorry, say that one more time. Yeah, one more time on that phrase, ex please. Machina, du ex, du, du ex, ex machina. Duis ex machina. Was intentional because sometimes the you really just need a happy ending to come out of nowhere, and it was catharsis. Absolutely, it's a little yeah. catharsis. Yeah, I love it. I think we all Catharsis. We all need art in these uh, in these uh, hard times. <laughs> Truly, amen to that. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash pawpaw. Pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. 
Uh, yeah. You know what, guys? Um, why don't we go ahead and do a little ad break here? Um, oh, and Ooh. we we want to once again apologize for our ad sponsors last show. Um, we have cut off our relationship with uh, Veal Meals Thrice Killed. <laughs> um, we do not. Uh, support... Hard one has not though. Yes, I, I don't believe. Guys, we do not support the veal industry, uh, <laughs> nor do we support the idea of revivifying cows just to kill them again two more right. times. Yeah. To quote, uh, get the meat tasting scared yeah um, yeah that's not that's 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 gamey that's a nice, nice, no. that's no. a nice, that's that's a nice game you know, waste of spell components honestly yeah <laughs> um with all with all that being said hard one did sell a big campaign this week and we were really hurting for advertisers so we appreciate yep. you working hard through these tough times bud yeah this is a full episode takeover fully spawn yeah. Okay, gang. Uh, Bagging It with Balnor is brought to you by Confuse Collars. Uh, do you mm-hmm. have a dog? Are you sick of feeding it and taking care of it? <laughs> Confuse Collars is here to help. Simply outfit your dog with one of our collars and let it outside like you would do any day. Once your dog is 15 feet away from the front door, the confused collar emits strange smells and sounds that confuse the dog, Uh quickly causing it to become scared and disoriented. Wow. Your dog will sprint off in a random direction, thereby activating a second cascade of strange smells and sounds, all but guaranteeing that your dog will forget where it lives and move out into the woods. Confused (laughs) collars. Naughty dog, not your Problem. <laughs> well, this I think we have the ad copy they sent initially. <laughs> I, I, I believe we have I just, a. I believe I we have a like... promo code, Balnor, a unique <laughs> URL or something. You've got to read the. Yeah, it's um, G. It's uh, get lost dog. <laughs> That's uh, G E T L O S T D O G. And our promo code is. Balnor. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So, <laughs> no, it's, your it's, name it's is Bal- Bal- Type in Balnor, <laughs> Balnor at checkout for 10% no, off your dog collar. Uh, uh, oh, boy. Don't use that one. I'm just a fan of the tech. I know that we're not supposed to badmouth our sponsors, but this just seems like an unnecessarily complicated and cruel uh, solution to a problem that no one should have. Yeah, it's why a little, are you... It's a little over-engineered, but I think that's, what's make, that's what makes it interesting. The, the double <laughs> cascading effect of, the, of confusing the dog. Uh, I, just, I, think it's, I find it fascinating. Well. I feel like people kind of shouldn't be releasing their pets. You know, I, I, think, that, I think that my hope from the confused cow- callers is that a sort of uh, a feral society of confused dogs will lead an uprising in the woods and overtake the cities. <laughs> Well, that's where the the third cascading effect comes in. Oh no! We'll confuse them the third and final time, right? Uh, and their their coup will fail. Uh, they'll be. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. As long as they've got the confused collar on, they... there's no limit to how often they can be confused. We can confound them, and it's better than impounding them. Confound, not impound. That's, right. <laughs> yeah, that's another one of their sayings. Uh, I didn't want to say it out loud. Hard one. I am noticing they they sent us a, a little uh, brochure with more information about the collars, and there's just a picture of you, and it says CEO next to it. <laughs> oh yeah. So I I I invested in the tech, and I actually really stand by it. I'm just going to strap on one of these things <laughs> right now. It's super fascinating. And uh, wow, why does it fit your neck? I thought your neck was thicker than that. Where am yeah. I? 
Where am I? Uh, Where, okay. Um, pop, pop, pop. I, uh, I got go outside now. Okay. Like, like, we sent some vultures over there. We sent some vultures over there. Get, I'm going to summon one oh, giant no, vulture, specifically a fey wild vulture to go. That magnificent bird stole my collar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We got a confused fey wild vulture flying around in the sky. This oh, is going to be bad for business. Oh, I think that one um, was one of the ones at the pie-eating contest. I hope. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, gosh. Oh, it's it's headed straight for Esri. This is no good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what? Why don't we uh, uh, take a walk on the lighter side of things? Um, okay. Bev, you've got a little uh, a book review this week, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is it time for Beverly's Book Nook? Yeah, yeah I think so. All right. Well, everyone, uh, come on down. Uh, pull up a beanbag or a stool. Uh, gather around. Of course, you all you all read the book this week, right? We all agreed on the book, and then we all read it. Uh, uh, yeah. Remind me what the book was again. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, we talked about this on the group thread. The book is, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Xavier Trell and the Paradox Puzzle, book one okay. in the Riddle Master Saga by Vincent Chapkiss. Oh, I read it. Yeah, yeah I read Chapkiss. It. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, now that you said yeah, Chapkiss, now that, I read it and never, I loved it. that rings a bell. Yeah. I realized I, read it. I was wondering if it was book two, but no, book one I read. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's of course, it's book five in uh, in the Xavier Trell Adventure Saga, right. but it's book one in the Riddle Master Saga. And I thought that was a good place to start because that's really where uh, Mr. Chapkiss, I think, like really, really gets uh, firing on all cylinders. So yeah, I, I, I thought that Chapkiss. might be a good place. Good place for us to go from. Yeah. Well, uh, so everyone mean, read it, but I, I could do a quick synopsis. Uh, that's exactly what I was yeah, yeah, yeah. synopsis, please. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. So after accepting an invite to the secretive and prestigious Puzzleton Academy for Inquisitive uh-huh. Boys, right, lonely teen that. genius Xavier Trell embarks on a quest to become the world's youngest riddle master. Uh-huh. However, upon arriving at Puzzleton, Xavier learns that he's not the only one with this goal. His new roommate, the eccentric platinum-haired Delton Frost, my favorite character, mm-hmm. shares his dream my, and the too. two soon become bitter rivals. In class, they compete to craft the perfect pictographic rebus, and on the sports field, their competition heats up even further as they go head-to-head in a game of crossword soccer. That was one of my favorite parts uh-huh. in the book, actually, was the crossword soccer. I loved soccer. Cross- crossboard Me too. soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that the crossword was awesome. soccer. What was your I've, favorite? I've dog-eared that page. Um, Moonshine, what was your favorite solve uh, that Xavier did when they were playing crossword soccer? Ah, uh, high a lie. <laughs> You, you know the um the 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 sport mm-hmm. I don't remember that one were you oh you know what you probably have the uh the special edition where uh the author added in some extra some extra cross, crossword yeah, soccer match yeah we actually why all read I think we, we read all the read long the special one lucky long us one. <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm so glad we all read the one that you weren't entirely familiar with uh, man yeah. I, so you're going to have lessons to tell me that's so exciting yes, yes. Um, yeah well let's let's so push on with share. the synopsis though right okay. yeah right yeah. Eventually, their pursuit of greater and more complex puzzles leads them into the Cryptex Forest, where they accidentally Mm. free the cursed Enigma Beast from its quantum Sudoku prison. Now Uh Xavier and Delton must put aside their differences and work to solve the seven forbidden word jumbles so that they can unleash the Paradox Puzzle, a legendary 12-dimensional jigsaw with the power to stump the brain of any living being. Wow, the descriptions I, in this section yeah. blew me away. What did y'all yeah. think? I, yeah. I think uh, personally, I um, ship the two characters. 
Oh, <laughs> really? Me yeah. Too. What do you mean? I do as well. Yeah. And I, I felt it was an erotic energy. I, I think the fact that they're best friends, but also mm. enemies, yeah. shows Hot. as as was Sexy. established. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, is they would be good if they were boyfriends. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I the subtext is what really does it. The stuff that wasn't on the page but between yeah. the lines. I I, I was agree fascinated that's actually what by... I remember the most. Is... Well, cuz it's not all, all about I just I hate to spoil the... it, but you all are yeah. in for a treat 13 books later when they hold hands. It is oh, <laughs> that scene 13 devastating. Books, huh? 13 books to get to <laughs> that good hour. stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I figured this would be a great long series for the quarantine. We right. could like read one every right. week. Yeah, just just like and ballpark. How many and puzzles we got to get through to get them holding hands? Well, each one is about 20 puzzles. Uh, if you're reading the extended edition, that's going to bump it up to like 30 or 40 puzzles. Uh -huh. Um, and then, of course, uh, at around the seventh book, they introduce the concept of meta puzzles, oh, which good. are puzzles within puzzles. Um, oh. And then that's great. They actually introduce some like fold out pages in the books uh, with uh, worksheets on them so that you can solve the puzzles along with uh, with Xavier and Delton. And are, and are these like enchanted books like you got to solve the puzzle in order to get to the next page? Um, there is a series of those, but they were not okay. very popular because people actually prefer to hear someone else to to read as someone else solves the so puzzle. So the, the other I books see. were popular. These are the popular <laughs> yeah, the ones. ones where you just read passively and someone and solves so the puzzle. Book five is the book where they first go to school. <laughs> yes, this all yeah. takes place in the interim uh, during orientation. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. And then book I five, they actually get to school. Yeah. Oh, here's what I thought, Bev. Mm -hmm. How about that death? <laughs> oh, are you referring... Well, I mean, it's sort of a death, but it's a rebirth as well, if you're referring to the Enigma was, Beast, that is. That, that is. I yep. am talking about the Enigma Beast. Yep. The Enigma well, Beast. Yes, because it's revealed later on that the Enigma Beast is secretly the world's first riddle master, a man named Trinston Wordsearch, who right. supposedly disappeared over 50 years ago. Was that not a shock? I ripped my book in half. I, I was so shocked. I shit myself, I, as I'm known to do. I, I actually called it. I knew it from the fucking jump. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from a playwright of such renown as yourself, Hard One. A scribe, indeed. A scribe knows a scribe. <laughs> so... This is actually, we're coming up on my favorite, favorite part in the book, which is when Trinston reveals mm -hmm. that he has been cursed to inhabit this form by a secret organization known as the Council of Conundrum. And oh. with his dying breath, he tells the boys, Every finished puzzle is just a single piece in the jigsaw that is the multiverse. And boom, we're off to the races. That introduces, of course, a yeah. lot of parallel works parallel. Uh, in the series. You know, there's an entire Delton saga as well. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. what page did that occur on? Just because I'm trying to pinpoint it. That was on page like... I think it's either 1,473 <laughs> or 7,444. There is, again, right. a lot of mirroring, similar to what you use in your work hard one. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, he clearly took in it, uh, a lot of... Uh, I, was, I, I was influential, it seems, for... The, um, the... <laughs> here's clearly. a question. Here's a good book club question. Who mm -hmm. do y'all cast as the main characters? I'm thinking Tom Holland and Timothy Chambly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Timothy Chambly is <laughs> is spot on. 
<laughs> Thank you for uh, maybe both the main characters. I think honestly, yeah, you could just have Tiny Shandling play both parts, and you could maybe put some prosthetics on his face so it yeah. looked like two different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he can clump. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what, gang. Speaking of um, the arts, um, uh, mm. oh, as we all know, as we often are, yeah, as we as mm. we often are. Uh, gang, uh, uh, the Crick was really excited this weekend. Uh, Cobb and Cooter, of course, sold their comedy series, Crick Your Enthusiasm, to oh, uh, Bohemia wow. HBO last year. Uh, I love that for them. Uh, we just had the premiere uh, this weekend, uh, but it is being panned in what? the Glade Home Times. Uh, oh, are you tell me there ain't some bias in yeah, there? Yeah, I know. We're, you know what? We're going to go ahead and play clip from the uh, the show and then we're going to talk about the uh, controversy in a minute here. This is from a scene where Cobb and Cooter are talking about not sharing their crick water with a petri. Okay. Mm. okay. Okay. This already sounds like right from my life. Nah, I'm not letting that guy have at my crick water. He's a wet huffer. What's a wet huffer? You know, somebody who's always got something in their nose. <laughs> A wet huffer. You think you think that's all staying in the nose? Some of it's spraying out, Cooter. He's a wet huffer. I won't huff with a wet huffer. I heard the huff. It's dry. It was a wet huff. <laughs> yeah. I thought I it was pretty you, good. I've that's... known some wet huffers in my day. I got to yep. be honest. When you first started huffing hard one, you were a wet huffer. We talked oh. about it behind your back for a brief that's... minute. That's why it's so goddamn relatable. <laughs> it's actually not relatable to me, but like just knowing that there's kooky people like that out in the world, like living their life and having troubles, that gets me. That really, yeah. that really just tickles me nonstop. Yeah, see, I'd that's say. good stuff. I gotta yeah, say, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, home. Moonshine, is this sort of just the divide between Crick Elves and High Elves? Because the High Elves are kind of saying that the story is completely unrelatable. Well, okay, uh, here, you know, since we do talk about art, why is everything got to be relatable? You know, like there should be able to be art that has value without it relating to your direct life that's almost a confession of solipsism or narcissism or something listen to what Beth said that was a perfectly great way to enjoy art uh, mm-hmm. this it doesn't relate to my life but I love knowing it's out there so I gotta say these high elves gotta yeah. get out their own butts <laughs> right I, I guess though I, I think maybe some people are still confused because there was the whole B story about um, Cobb being upset that somebody lower decked his toilet which in most <laughs> cultures that would just be using it correctly yeah, I know, mm. but you know, part of art is learning about other cultures rather than just reflecting on yours all the time, huh? How right. about that? It was right. just that, right. that the episode was like two hours long. It was two. Yeah, well, we we don't really have editors at the Crick. <laughs> yeah, listen, we it's make a, you a lot of art. Not to edit gold. It's gold. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Until you've walked another mile in someone else's boots of elven kind, can you really? <laughs> Can you really judge them? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I got to say, I just disagree with all this high elf, half a lutin. You know, I, I think this might just be a case of, you know, a, a cult classic. I, I think this is going to be something, even though it um, is very clearly, very quickly going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. I, I think this will be a show that we all remember very fondly. <laughs> I well, think so, just, too. It's just so cool to finally have a show about Huffin. Yeah. I know. <laughs> really good. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really good. <laughs> Most shows are about other stuff, but this one's just a show about huffing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, gag. You know what? Let's go ahead and do one more shout out to the news crew. Uh, guys, uh, this is ripped straight from the headlines. Famous boutique clothing store, The Vest Chest, uh, turns out what? to just be a front 
for Akarat's uh, phylacteries. Uh, Over the years, the vest chest has sold thousands of beautiful custom-fitted vests. Uh, Unfortunately, it turns... They are really good. Uh, turns out that they do contain the essence of Akarat. Erdan <gasps> has called for all vests to be destroyed, but fashionistas are hesitant. Can the vest chest outlast the bad press? Okay, I got. I gotta be honest. This is a real problem. Acheron knew exactly where to hit us hardest, and mm-hmm. that is with vest fashion. People are not going to give up those vests. We can't give in to fear and destroy our vests. Yeah, it's they're the only come thing after, that we have left. After the arts, the culture, you know, <laughs> our our favorite TV shows, our our dramas, our our books, our fashion, <laughs> the vests. <laughs> whether it's whether the it's fashion in the form of vests or or collars that confound our animals, we have to stand up for what's right. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I agree and with continue. Some of that. It, Continue it, production of these of these glorious of these collars and vests. vests. Would we consider <laughs> well, the sort of a uh, promulgation of these vests to be sort of a vestulence in itself? That, yeah, that's that's interesting. It, I, I, you should write for Crick Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Honestly, I've been I've sending them packets left and right, but the thing is we are an oral culture, so the fact that I've learned how to write does not mean that Cobb, my people Cobb yeah. doesn't have know been how to read the to, packet. Yeah. There's no script. Which yeah. I respect it. He does great stuff, you know. You do keep sending the packets via vulture, and I think the vultures are just going right back to the jamboreen. Yeah, and, and they're more sick pie. and confused and they have the collars now and there are just red Rapid, sick, confused vultures out there. <laughs> Honestly, uh, so I'm counting like maybe three major plagues we've got going on currently. <laughs> we got the vest, we got the vultures, and we got the pestilence. Uh, uh, we actually have a new ad. Uh, this just came in. Oh. Uh, uh, hard one, surefoot vulture handler <laughs> got a confused, rabid, sick vulture dry coughing on your jamboreen. I'll kill it. Hell, I'll kill any animal. Oh, no. Hard one. This feels opportunistic. Did you create a problem so that you could solve it? Look, it's the it's the gig economy, sister. I got to get myself out there. Papa, I can't believe you would be complicit in writing that ad. Meow. <laughs> Look, Papa. Papa. Can, Papa has a code. As a lawyer, he he must be impartial. Papa can advise, but he can't. You know, he can't tell Hardwin what to do. Yeah, Look, Papa. It, I thought you were right. going to help me kill the fucking vultures. Rear. <laughs> <laughs> My possum's rusty, but it sounds like he said "fuck you." Got yeah. mine? Yeah. Rear. Rear yourself, Papa. Rear. Everybody. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. <laughs> Hold me back. <laughs> All right. You know what? Um, uh, does anybody else have uh, any other segments or anything they'd like to share uh, before we uh, go off the air here? No, I'm good. I just want to quickly say uh, solidarity to all my green teens out there. Uh, do not touch hands. Whatever you do, do not touch hands. That's true. Um, and if you ate the pie, I'm sorry. Uh, may Pelor be with you in your last yeah. final moments. I got a quick shout out to uh, Tris. If you're out there, if you're listening, I'm willing. Uh, <laughs> I'm willing to give you a second chance. Uh, you know where to find me. I'm at Ruby Cruise Days uh, every every other Tuesday. You can't uh, go. You can't go out hard one. Ruby Ruby Cruise Days is closed. <laughs> they still do takeout. They still do takeout. Yeah, you can pick it up yeah. through the window. 
You really shouldn't be meeting people. Yeah, you really shouldn't be. The living body of pestilence is out. I uh, will say. I gotta give a shout out to all the Crick elves out there, just kicking it alone in their own timeout sacks. You know, mm. just stay strong. We're all gonna get in each other's sacks again soon. <laughs> um, and check out our Lich stream where we're going to be doing a live performance of the monster in the cave and the hero who fucking killed it uh, oh. next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. subscribe to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have somebody else. Step in for me uh, to do my part. <laughs> You're the crux of the I mean, short, Balnor. This is your chance, Beverly. You can be Balnor. You can take over that oh. comic relief well, character. Th- I mean, no. If if Beverly wants it, then cl- then clearly I should do it. It's the role of a lifetime. Are you kidding me? I'm sure that Timbley Shambalam would love to step in and play the Beverly part. We'll call oh, up. That's I'll a reach good out call, to his Harbaugh. reps. Do you got do you got any connections to Timbley Shambalam? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Not any direct connection, but I feel like. As a fellow thespian and a, a um, and an artist, I uh-huh. we're running the, we must run in the same circles. Yeah, absolutely. Oh you my gosh, I'm looking out the window. Must. There's a vulture carrying Tamble Bambalam right here. He's coming. Vulture. Okay, wait, hold on. I speak with animals. Put down Tamble Champlam. That bird is confused. I think this is Tom Holland. Oh, he's so confused. He's so confused. Oh, no, it's Ansel Elgort. You got Ansel Elgort. All right. Uh, you know what, gang? Um, why don't we end this on the rant chant? Uh, all of us rant oh, at the right. same time. You know, the cause the cause of all of our problems and all of our Obviously, suffering, as always, is, is Scoutmaster rant. Denny. So why don't we go off on that guy uh, with, a, with one last rant chant? Thank you guys so much for listening. Rant chant in three Two, one. You I know, mean, that I guy is making up all this actually. What is this? There's a whole year You're not even getting Dick Scout. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, friends. Caldwell here. It is the end of the episode, which means it's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Let's get right to it. Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., and Steelbreaker. Balnor's radio producers. Their elven ears are so sharp and their fingers so nimble that they can hear a cuss word and bleep it before it's ever been uttered. Beardman Dan, Adam R, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Alucard, and Alexander T. Five green teens who were about to participate in the Jamboree pie-eating contest when a vulture swooped in and carried them away. It dropped them in the ocean, but still better than the plague. Haldor Frostback, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S, Cutter W, and Andrew M. The people who purchased Pendergreen's used PS4 games. Half of the discs were covered in hot wing sauce and didn't work, while the other half were actually just DVDs from his box set of The Sopranos. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C, Mixologist Michael McD, Balnor's Boy, and Michael C. Microscopic horses that Pestilence uses to infect people all over Bohemia. There are barely any symptoms, but if you feel a little hoarse, call a cleric immediately. Justin I, Jacob C, Elena M, Dana G, and Paul G. 
waiters and waitresses at the Extra Dimensional Ruby Tuesdays. They also work part-time at the Discount Magic Slipper Store across the street, Ruby Shoes Days. Cute. Damiel R, Destin C, Jibe G, David T, and Aaron Sully. The actors for the Broadway stage production of The Monster in the Cave and the Hero Who Fucking Killed It. Critics all agree that David T shines in the role of Balnor. It was like I was shitting my pants right alongside him, raved the Bohemia Times. Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, Michael L, Trele the Crefe, Jory S, and Pup Thoth. The brave interns responsible for stocking Balnor's green room with fresh tuna and bud heavies. Legend says that the room's stench is so powerful it can ruin your sense of smell and make you have loud dad sneezes for the rest of your life. Adam H, Ryan, Aaron G, and Jake L. The ad sales team that just got fired for all the advertisers Hard One had bagging it partner with. Too bad, folks. Big Buck, Richard X Machina, Sam L, Troy McSee, and Drew Nasty. A pack of vultures that is actually just trying to live their lives, but Moonshine keeps summoning them. They're actually a really nice family who's trying to celebrate one of their 12th birthdays. Shove off, Moonshine. Josh S, Nicholas C, Austin C, Kristen P, and Axel A. The organizers of the Quarantine. A rival event in which a bunch of green teens Google Hangout and sing songs about Pelor. Obviously, the connection was laggy, but it was much more fun than Denny's Jamboreen. Makes sense. Mike H., Matthew E., Okada, Angel Gamer, and Catherine S. The stagehands for Hard One's radio play. Why would a radio play have stagehands? They asked the same thing, but Hard One insisted that he needed them. TJM, the Gnome Barbarian, Trask the Traveler, Robert F., Paul and Megan the Twins, and Hunter R., the writers of Crick Your Enthusiasm, who patiently explained again and again to their high elf showrunners what lower decking someone's toilet really means. Zolo Dolo, Nick B., Burley T., Panama James, and I Am the Atlas, the stable hands where pestilence has been boarding their horses. They're secretly trying to endear the horse to them, and guess what? It's working! Looks like the horse is going to turn on its rider. Good work, friends. Colton B, J, CC Lulu, Aiden RH, and Robert P. Ren's extended family who has actually been practicing social distancing from poor people for like, oh, generations. <laughs> Timmy R, Blitzbrig Dimitri, J Dragonborn, Zach C, and Digital Burn 101. Tailors at the Vest Chest Vest Emporium, who inadvertently have been spreading the essence of Akarat throughout Bohemia. But you know what else they've been spreading? Style. That's right. Lucas B, Jordan L, Talith X, Mateo C, and Casimir the All-Knowing. The owners and proprietors of Ruby Ruby Cruise Days, who are currently suing Hard One for spreading pestilence in their fine establishment. Unfortunately, Papa will be representing Hard One, and Ruby Ruby Cruise Days is likely to lose everything. Well, they deserve it. Kaylee Elise, Barnesinator, Christian A, Yin's Christian T, and Luke H. The winners of the group pie eating contest at the Green Teen Jamboree. Currently spending the next six weeks at the Green Teen Quarantine. Devin W, Shinoa B, Jared E, Persephone, and Eric McD. Pendergreen's workout buddies. Each one ties a rope to one part of the Bowflex and just freaks out. They're all super jacked and super injured. Reese NS, 
Eric and Andrea B, Jay Parker, Jonathan O, and Austin M R. The brave rangers who chased down the confused vultures and freed them from their confused collars. These heroes won't rest until Hard One has lost all of his sponsorships. Now that's justice. Stephen C, Maxwell C, Mike K, Omri M, and Callum L. The kind souls who carried Hard One home when he passed out in a pie at Ruby Ruby Cruise Days. It took two people to hold each quad. Scott D, No Thor the Prodigy Ranger, Mikonji, Dan, and the Red Rain. The writer's room of Crick Your Enthusiasm. None of them know how to read or write, but they know how to keep it light. And that's what counts. Richard C, Karen T, Curtis S, Nathaniel P, and Nikki W. Balnor's Traffic News Crew. These fine folks are cruising in an airship above Esri reporting on road conditions. The roads which should be empty, by the way. Everyone stay home. Come on. Andrew B, Christopher B, Nicholas P, Kevin M, and Rahul N. Five other main characters from Beverly's book. These are pivotal characters that didn't make it into the synopsis because the story is just that dense. It's true. It's a real tome. Mary Bell, the kitty morphing gnome. Joe McGee, Meta Amphs. Atticus C and Amy W. The group of vultures that Moonshine summoned to attack Denny. Interestingly enough, they were going to do that anyway. Kelvin Noodles, Grace G, Lance, Esme M, and Gary J. A team of anthropologists studying Hard One's hand-drawn dwarf porn. They all agree it's hot as hell. Eric G, Michelle O, Gage M, number one Beverlyn fan Jen R, and Tingle the Bard. The only five people in the world getting rid of their Bowflexes. So we just saved you the hassle of having to go buy one through your phone book. We are heroes. Feldonis, gone off. I'm hopeless. Dave H. and Michael K. M. Five tieflings who got absolutely sloshed off of Moonshine's cocktail recipes. Because they did it right. You were supposed to try them all at once. Duh. Redneck Rough. Christian S., Shadow and Jack L. Critics who panned Old Cobb's show only to watch the second episode and realize they actually love it. Thankfully, the third episode, they hate it again. And that is all of our elders. Thank you all so, so much for your patronage and support. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.